Hello. Happy Tuesday. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. I'm running late. I actually was going to do it this later, a little bit later tonight because of things that were today. Hey, James. Good afternoon, man. How's your day going? If you're noticing some of my epitaphs up here, this is like an epitaph when you talk about the religious. God's having me hammer down on people operating in a spirit of religion. Um, we've been having warfare all week with people stuck in a spirit of religion. And if that's you, uh, one of you in particular, I want to address you online. Um, I was sensing you in the courts of heaven the other night. I will call you out by name. I'm getting to the place where I'm about to start calling people out by name. Um, but we've done nothing to a lot of these people who are stuck in a spirit of religion. And so if you've got a problem with this, this message is for you. Um, I'm hammering down on you. Because we love you enough to want to see you get free. But we've got a lot going on. We've got a lot going on right now. We're in a shift. Um, we've just shifted months, if you didn't notice that. Um, <laughs> Joyce Romer, you're hilarious. Um, <laughs> we're about a fraction of an inch away from doing that. But the, the church frowns upon that. It's because the church doesn't ever want to talk about the elephant in the room. But the prophets are fixing to start calling you out by name. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Um, and it's because um, it needs to change. We need to start talking about issues. If you've got out with your brother, get on the phone, get on the horn, call people, work it out, man. It may just be a misunderstanding. It may just be your misinterpretation of where you're at right now. Now, if you have a jealousy issue, covetous issue, this is not the month to be doing that, by the way. Um, this is the month of Asher. <clears throat> we just switched over yesterday, the month of Shavuot. I think it's that's, is that correct, Cynthia? The month of Shavuot. We just switched yesterday. Um, I'm so glad to see you too, Misty. How have you been, man? It's good to see you. But um, but yeah, they don't talk about issues. And so as truth comes into the room, um, it, oh, there you are. God love you, Silver B. Um, it is. Okay, there you go. So this is not the month where you want to be coming against your brother. Um, I was just doing our team teaching for yet for tomorrow, actually. <clears throat> In the month of Asher, I don't know if you know this or not. Because he was so blessed. Asher was so blessed. It's a month where when the blessing was was uh, put upon him. Um, hey, daughter of Zion. And when the blessing was put upon him, um, they Moses specifically said, this is not a month where you want to have covetousness against this particular brother. You don't want to encroach, exact words, you do not want to encroach upon your brother's house it will cause cursings on you meaning you need to learn to be grateful in much or in little or whatever portion god has given you with where you're at in his part of the kingdom and it's a it's a way for us to learn to be joyful and happy for others around us because we're all at different places in the spirit so i'll leave that there um i didn't intend on coming on this early i was going to come on at 5 30 but i just thought i got to get some teaching stuff done tonight good afternoon Good afternoon um, and you know it's kind of a weird place it's cold here right now it's kind of rainy and it's just a weird winter day and and i know i want to address this too thank you lord um as a nation we're at a really shifting place so i don't want you getting discouraged last week if you were with me on friday it kind of felt like we were in a lull a lull and it was weird a lot of witchcraft in the atmosphere so we're going head to head with the enemy back and forth with the enemy um and it's it's really um you're gonna have to stay on top of these things intercessor you really are 
And you can't let your feelings get in your way. Thank you, Lord. Because the whole nation is in a trust test right now. The entire nation is in a trust test. If you're walking in the new move of God, if you haven't shifted over yet, you're in a world of hurt. If you have, you're doing beautiful. You're jumping in the stream. You're just saying, God, wherever is this taking me, take me there. I need to get out of where I'm at. But take me there. And so you're learning to step into a deeper level of trust with the Lord. If you don't know where to go or, or how to get there, pray Psalms 37, 23. Lord, order my footsteps there. Order my footsteps. And so you're still going to run against the buffoons who want to try to pray against you. And they they think that they've got a major God complex. That's another issue in the body, a big issue we're going to deal with today. People that are stuck in this God complex that think more of themselves than God thinks about them. Um, and so, yes. Okay. So you're James Carvino, your resting season ended yesterday. Um, so you're about things to start fixing to start hopping and popping. We came out of the month of rest out of the tribe of Dan, um, out of the gate of obedience. Okay. So now we've stepped into a new gate, a new heart gate. It's the gate of humility. Before you go up, you go down. So you have to humble yourself before the King. And this is still in the first three months, you're going to be going through major deliverance, asking the Lord, what do I need to get rid of? And, and you cannot look at it and take it personal because if you want to go higher and you want to go deeper, you're going to be willing to get beyond yourself to get cleaned up. It's nothing personal from the Lord. He said, if you want to come near me, then do what I say, do what I say, because I'm not going to come near unholy people that, um, just that want to play God and that want to take my position because He's God and we're not. So this is the place we're at. We're in a testing of trust as a nation. And we're learning to come up into God's spirit back into the basics of love. How many people know that God's ways on our ways? So we're going to get into dopamine conversations. And I, I thought that was kind of weird. My And if Peggy, if you're listening, this is give Chase a shout out. Thanks for the insight on dopamine. Uh, we love you guys very, very much. That's our our Margaret Rose, one of our sponsors, go check her website out. She's got beautiful stuff. You want to get some nice stuff? She's got reasonable stuff and very expensive stuff. Go check her stuff out. She dresses the stars. She's got an amazing jewelry collection and a lot of a lot of stores on Rodeo Drive. But she's got some reasonable stuff, and you can pay it out on Klarna if you want to get yourself something nice, ladies. Everybody deserves something nice here and there. So treat yourself. Valentine's is right around the corner. Guys, go check that out for your wives. And so, oh, yes, and I do want to do this, Lord. If you didn't catch our Monday Night Live last night, we just had Sonia, our instructors on here today. She just uh, did a first Monday Night Live. You were probably notified of that last night. And so uh, you can go jump on those and we can start help you. We can start hopefully helping you to rebuild your foundation of love. And getting you back into, um, back, get your foundation rebuilt. Um, so that's our goal there. But Sonia headed that up last night. And we're going to be shifting new instructors in and out for you. And so uh, go check her out. But she did an outstanding job in talking to you about um, honor. We're going to try to introduce you a little bit more to witchcraft. If you want to know a little bit more about that, you're going to need to become a member. Because we don't get too deep into the things that we teach you here. Thank you, Cynthia, very, very much. Um, and it's because we don't over, want to overwhelm our audience. And I was watching last night <clears throat> and she follows the spirit. Son, Sonia's very prophetic. Um, she and her husband have a ministry in Louisiana and 
they help married people. They help counsel married the married couples and things. And so she's got a gift of counsel. She and her husband both do. But I was really shocked last night when I got on and I realized how the Lord had had her tame it down. And, it, and it's really because of the position <clears throat> that the church body's in. We've got 75% of the body that are stuck in some level of contraction point two. And so um, we have to meet them where they're at. And so that's what we're doing uh, on Monday Night Lives. We'll meet you there twice a month. And if you join, you get it four times a month on top of all of the prayers. We have a whole library of prayers, library of videos that are free to members. And it'll help you get going. And you will have more than enough to keep you busy. Trust me. Uh, the $25 is strictly to connect you to the anointing. We're not, we don't really want your money. <laughs> we have to... We're trying to train you back into honor. That's the, that's the bottom line to the conversation. It's not about your pocketbook. You're not my provider. I rely solely upon him. I want to get to a place with Ezekiel's will. We don't charge anything where it's just between you and God. But people are people. And so knowing people, they want to do what they want to do. And if you don't tell them the straight up truth, then they do what they want to do. So I'm just telling you the truth. If you don't connect to the anointing wherever you sit under, you don't receive. That's how God works. It says it in his word. So beyond the prophets, you're blessed. So here we go. Let's get into this conversation today. Um, let's see what God's saying. Dopamine. Talking about dopamine. And the problem in this nation, as well as the church, is that we're currently finding ourselves in this position of being self-centered ego maniacs come on board james we'd love to have you self-centered ego maniacs and yes you can yes you can we'd love to have you um meaning let me just stay on track here if if things don't make us feel good uh we don't do it we don't do it we just want to feel good all the time anything that makes us feel good makes us feel entertained we expect it at church we expect it on all seven mounts we expect it everywhere we go in our jobs and the one place you don't have a right to expect it is at church because God is not here to make you feel good. He's not. Um, and the problem that people are having a hard time with right now is that if things don't make them feel good, like hard work doesn't always make us feel good. If, if you have to lose weight, like some of us have to do after the first of the year from the years prior, you have to put in some hard work to get that to happen. And we don't like hard work. We don't like hard work that's required to getting into the things of the spirit. And so sometimes we find ourselves with a dopamine addiction. Dopamine addiction. What does dopamine do for the body and the brain? I did a little research on this, Peg. Just for Peggy. <laughs> She's listening. I did some research on this. When you feel good about what you've achieved, it's because you have a surge of dopamine in the brain. Okay. However, you start craving more of this type of reward, the dopamine reward, which is caused by many pleasant experiences, including eating nice food. Um, you're, I'm not going to get into that. Winning a game, earning money, um, any type of release you get in your physical body. Um, what else? The other one, Father. Entertainment on your phone. That releases dopamine. And it's instant gratification. It's instant gratification. And so we're, that's why they, I believe, in their, that's why they designed this. I believe that's why they 
got us hooked on our cell phones because they wanted us to have instant gratification with this McDonald's drive through mentality. But dopamine means you're always needed to be entertained. But for the church, God's not here, nor is the Holy Spirit here to entertain you. He's here to grow you up into himself. And so if you've chosen to stay in that mindset or in a spirit of religion, which will keep you from having to deal with the hard things, you're not going anywhere anytime soon. Not at all. So the Lord showed me that the first step to freedom occurs when we realize that God is not here to entertain us. And I'll say this, I'll even go so far as to say this for the church, because we're in a shift right now and God is taking those who are quickly obeying him, quickly obeying him for the rest of the people. We're already feeling that those of us who are standing in the Jordan, trying to help people get across the Jordan. We're feeling all the the buffoons trying to pray against us and trying to drown us with their witchcraft prayers and all that garbage. And you know what? They're dropping to the wayside now because they're losing power. Thank God. And they deserve it. They deserve it. I'll stress they deserve it because if you're that arrogant to think that you're God over people's lives and people are just trying to help people, then you do, you get what you get, man. But God is here to help those who want to do the hard work and they want to get free. He's not here to judge. And I'm not here to try to force you to do God my way. I am telling you what he's saying as a prophetic voice. And Yahweh is saying it's my way, his way, or hit the highway. <laughs> so I'm not trying to force you into my ways. I'm telling you what he's saying in this hour. We're in a shift. So God is saying the first step to freedom then occurs when we realize God's not here to entertain us and that it's going to take some elbow grease and some chutzpah, if you will, when you realize maybe you're not where you want to be. Good old fashioned honesty. If your prayers are losing power, that's a good indicator. You're not where you're supposed to be. If your blessings aren't flowing, that's a good indicator you're not where you're supposed to be. If you're in the courts of heaven, let's go so far to say that. And you're not fighting effectively, that's a good indicator you're not where you're supposed to be. And by the way, the courts of heaven were meant to be a deliverance tool. Hello. That's the whole purpose of them, to show us our heart condition so that we can get honest with God and honest with other people, teaching us to deal with our thoughts with people, with our honesty. Remember when I was telling you on Friday? about the problem of meeting people in the church and the problem with meeting people in the church is like meeting people in a bar. They're a dichotomy, but they're the same cat, different color. You can never be yourself in either place unless you're around authentic people because of the hidden expectations in all parties that go there. If you're in a bar, you're there for people looking for sex. You're there meeting people that are there with hidden hidden agendas. If you're in a church, you're usually there with people with hidden agendas, but they have this also unspoken expectation of you should be holy. <laughs> you should be holier than some of them holier than now, or some of them, most of them, 80%, 75, 80% of them now have this expectation, this false structure of religion that we should be religious. You should fit into my structure. That's what they're basically trying to say. They're a version of who they think God is versus who he says he is. So if they don't have a gift of love, if they don't have a lot of love, they're going to have a hard time loving you. The same truth is true for someone in a bar. If they're in all the wrong places looking for love, they're going to have a hard time loving you because they're looking for quick gratification. There are no instant fixes to what 
and where we're trying to get you, where God is trying to get you. There are no instant fixes. So he's got us in a trust test now where he's saying, will you trust me with where I want to take you? Because I want to bring you close to me. I want to love you like I love. I want to teach you how to love like I love. And I want to teach you how to feel okay with yourself, even though you're where you're at. Flaws and all. So this brings me back to the truth of if I know myself better than you know me. See, this is the problem within the fivefold ministry too. And within the church is that we have a lot of people getting introduced to all the weapons and all the tools, but they're not getting cleaned up to use them. So they're losing firepower. They're losing firepower. I've said this a million times. And so God is coming in and he's not releasing his spirit unless the heart is free, unless the heart is pure. He's coming near people with a pureness of heart. Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So that's the first step to freedom. And it's a part of moving and operating in a spirit of love. When we decide to get cleaned up and get free from the mindsets and spiritual activity that we personally operate in, you're willing to do things God's way. And, and that's something else too. I'll say this. Some of you are really, I think a lot of people that are drawn to this ministry are pretty authentic, especially those of you who are just, what he's calling, call you diehards. You're diehards. You're always here on the show. You're always here listening. And I, I thank God for you because you guys are really, you seem like you're very, very down to earth. And um, when I talk about, it's easier to meet somebody on the street and conjure or, or what do you say, make up or develop a friendship with somebody that you don't know versus the church or in a bar because there are no expectations in a neutral environment. There are no expectations where there's no real structure in place. And so only, the only thing that you have to give them is the love of Christ within you. And hopefully they see him in you. And so those are usually where your true friendships occur. And they are really struck up. They're struck up and they're maintained. And so unless you have that capacity, in my opinion, to go into a church or into a bar, <laughs> I don't know where you con where you congregate, but, um, where you take Jesus. It's wherever Jesus takes you. And he shows up in the most peculiar places. Um, and I feel like Jesus is in this mindset right now. <laughs> I was talking to him and I said, you know, God, some of these people test your, they get on your last nerve. They can get on your last nerve. He said, they get on my nerves too sometimes. He said, but I'm, I'm taking them into a new place right now. So just trust me with where I'm taking you, Missy. Um, I'm cool with that. So the problem to me that we're running into right now is when we think that we're a tell-all be-all or we think we're above others, we begin to see God shut us down. We begin to see God shut down and draw back from our vessels because we don't know who people are around us sometimes. And this is something I'm running into too. And it's interesting in this hour because I feel like there are a lot of people that God is raising up in this hour, and I don't know who everybody is. I don't know people who people are, but I'm definitely not going to make assumptions about who I think they are. I'm not going to put my mouth on them. <clears throat> and I was told that by my mentor a long time ago. She said, don't put your mouth on people. Don't put your mouth on people because you don't know who they are to God. You don't know who they are to God, and you don't know their heart condition. <clears throat> and because of the structure that we're fighting against right now in this hour, 
And like right now, I'll tell you the example, what I'm fighting against. I'm fighting against whoever this buffoon is that's prayed against me. They're trying to hold back the anointing from flowing on my vessel as though they had the right. So Lord, I take authority over this. If it's not your will, not your way, not your truth, doesn't go against your, it goes against your word, Lord God, identify it. First Kings one fourteen, repeal it. Mark 7.13, shatter it. Exodus 32.19, if it's in writing. If it goes against the authority of Christ on my life, Father God, for where you've called me to stand, they don't have the right to do this, Father. They're not God over my life. Identify that. First Kings one fourteen, repeal. Mark 7.13, overruled, overturned, struck down. Job 36.32, Acts 24.14, reversed. Esther 9.1. Rendered useless, Habakkuk 1, 3, 3, 4. See how easy that was for those of you praying against this ministry? So I'm just going to clue you in on something. The place that God is taking us, and I think I can feel pretty confident in saying this at this point, but I humbly say this to you. Um, I know who I am. I know who I've been. I'm already in the heart of God. I mean that humbly. I was born with a gift of love. I was born for the fire. So are every member of this team. And most of the people that show up on this board are, and I say that humbly to you. Um, but the problem that we're seeing again in the church is that people want things that aren't theirs for money. God's not for sale. Just so you know, God's not for sale. Um, but my heart is to help people who want to come up and get free, who have pure motive, and they're not out to make a buck off God. As a matter of fact, that would offend him. You offend him when you do this kind of crap. So every single time you come against this ministry, I'm just going to tell you, point blank, we love you, but God will show me a way and he'll make a way where there is no way to overcome you because you can't outwit God. And the problem that you're having, a lot of you are out there are having, is that you will not lay down your manipulation and control and let God be God over your life. You're so busy trying to play God, you don't give him any room to be God in your life. And then you wonder why you're stuck. So I'm not speaking to the people that are over here. On my board, I'm speaking to those of you out there who are praying this way because I sense it by the Spirit right now. And you can't stop God. I love you. But that message up on my board right now, unless you're as dead as they are, because a lot of you are dead, Joe Super Religious will hate you. They're fake pious. And you want to know why you hate people like me? It's because I remind you of who you will never be unless you change. So that's your option. That's what God's giving you today. That's why he had me put those words up on the board. I'm not afraid of you. I love you. But we're going to keep moving on and moving on. God's got a plan for this ministry. Love you. Okay, so let's get back into the message. So, not going to put our mouth on people <clears throat> anywhere. And because that's because we know true love never demands its own way. Okay, true love never demands its own way. And so when you're coming into understanding who Christ is, some of you are already operating around leadership and things like that, and you're in leadership positions. Um, you understand how to allow God to have his own way, how to allow the Holy Spirit to have his own way. Because if not, it's part of witchcraft. You're operating in witchcraft, okay? And we're in a season right now where God is showing all vessels whose will they're serving. Let me stress whose will, your will or God's will. We're seeing whose will you're trying to fulfill. So if you heard me talk about the true king's decree, <clears throat> that means in this season, you're going to have to make it second nature to seek God on every aspect of your life. God, you want me to go do this? God, you want me to pray about this? God, you want me to do this? Make it habit. Make it a habit. Find out what he has to say, especially when you pray. Because if you're praying your own will, 
you're not going to be going very far in the days ahead. <clears throat> We're starting to see who's praying their will and whose word, if God didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. We're, see we're seeing whose words are falling to the ground because in this shift, God is shifting the old structure out of place. He's moving it out of the way and he's moving in the new move because he wants his people free. He wants his people free to be. And if you know anything about 50 years ago when the body of Christ operated in the basics of love, we were, we were okay with each other. We were okay with our flaws. We, were, we, we knew we weren't perfect, but we didn't expect other people to be perfect. So we were more accepting of them, more loving of them. Instead of having this, these unrealistic expectations and these judgmental attitudes that the spirit and the structure of religion brings. So I break that off um, off of our... Can you guys pray against the streaming? Uh, or not against it, but against the witchcraft coming at streaming on YouTube, please. So what's occurring in the natural? I'm going to bring you into current day in the news. What's occurring with our president, our true president? You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about 45, where his opponents have been trying to shut down his voice to where globalists can have their way with the American people. <clears throat> what they're basically trying to do, and it's the same thing that's happening in the church. Okay, what happens, the head trickles down like the oil of the beard of end. But as an intercessor, I'm going to teach you how to, how to track in the natural and by the spirit. Um, the globalists are trying to get you to give up. Okay. The spirit of religion on um, these religious people are trying to get the true move people to give up. And God's saying, <laughs> he's laughing on his throne at you. He's laughing. And so what they did this last Friday is they got us into this lull where we were kind of going head to head. But now the new moves back up on its feet. So there's this tug of war going on in the spirit and in the natural between the new move and the religious right. And believe it or not, let me tell you how much might God has because there are more that are for us than there are that are with the religious that are stuck in the spirit of religion. Um, and so we have the second King 616 operating with us, Samson anointing, and, and God is just bulldozing through you guys. He's bulldozing through some of these, a lot of these religious people. And so you're finding again, who's God and who's not. It's not us. It's not you. It's him. It's him. And so he's showing you where his firepower lies. It's in a pure heart. It's in a Heart that asks God what he has to say about a situation. It's in the true king's decree. Thank you, Cynthia. So the enemy's trying to move his agenda forward through the Great Reset while being disassembled globally. And all the while, the free world sits here thinking <clears throat> it's still all about them. That self-centered egomaniac type of thinking within, with their heads stuck in their iPhones, computers demanding to stay entertained. Because if they can't deal with the truth of 2023 now walking into the room, they demand to be more disillusioned. Have you noticed that? That's what's going on right now. That's what's going on around you right now. That's why we try to bring these prophetic words to you to let you know what's going on so you can stay abreast of the situation and stay in the know. When I know what's going on, I'm good to go. <clears throat> I'll hit my knees in prayer and say, God, what do you have to say about the situation? How do you want to ha handle it? How do you want me to pray? What do we, what do you have to say? He's cocked, locked and ready to rock. So he's always there. He always shows up. But if you know anything about the prophetic word, when we were talking about it last year, <clears throat> God told us he was walking into the room in 2023 in all truth. All truth was walking into the room. He said that we would start losing people this year. Has that not started to happen through the true prophets? 
We started losing famous people. We, we, we heard that truth come forward. But if you know anything about truth, judgment is right behind it. Has God found you wanting? And so we're beginning to see God's spirit drawing close to those vessels who have been obedient in past seasons while other vessels are losing power. Just as God warned you all the while when you were so convinced that you were right. I'm not trying to be right. I'm not competing with anybody here. That's another issue in the church I want to bring up. The spirit of competition is worldly. It's worldly, and I'll get into that here in a second, because we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of things today. But while your heart was wrongly aligned with love, you've been missing the whole train pass you by, a lot of you. And this was prophesied by some of the prophets that are being disassembled. Should I go there, Lord? Do you want me to go there? Okay. Good said that to be first John 4. Thank you, God. It's a, it's a year of true authenticity, and only those hearts operating outside of the religion spirit of religion will see god's move did you know that so we're, we're starting if you're not sensing that level of truth show up and it was interesting yesterday because it's funny how religion can so subtly show up and sneak up in our atmospheres without our even knowing it and you think it's god but it's not it's yeast it's a version of looks like tastes like sounds like and the people may be even be loving somewhat that operate in it, but that if they've got that yeast in there, it's going to mess up the whole out of, out of manna. It's going to mess up everything about their life because that's that apparatus operating. God wants you pure and free. Okay, so it's a difficult thing. I'll go here to see people. Now, this is the place we've also entered into or leaders. We're going to talk about the leaders in the church, or any of the seven mountains, because we're seeing the shift happen. It's hard to see people that we thought we could trust get misaligned from truth. It's hard. And so I think a lot of people this year are going to have to make some choices. I was talking to my mentor yesterday, and she said, I'm having to let God shake my tree now. And I thought, what does that mean? I knew what that means, because it means things are changing. But she said, I'm letting him pull people out of my life now. And I was like, I go, am I one of them? And she said, no, Missy. And, but I did, I want to make sure we're aligned. And so, but she told me, she said, this is a season, Missy. It's really critical about who you're connected to. It's critical about who you're listening to. Are you listening to the true word of God or is it laced with yeast? You become who you hang around. Faith is an act and the action is in the doing. Faith comes by hearing are you getting your faith polluted by Jezebel, Ahab, Balaam, religion? It's all. Jezebel's the mother of religion. She's the mother of manipulation and control. So are you trying to be your own God? That's what, basically what I'm trying to say. So this happened to Israel, by the way. This happened to Israel. And it's in America. And the American church. We're all getting free from our dopamine addiction. I'm still on topic. Or free from having to be entertained instead of coming to church to learn how to be more like love. More like God, more like Christ. And I, I don't know about you, I, I'm very old-fashioned and I'm an old soul. I consider myself a very old soul. Not into new age, not into reincarnation, none of that stuff. No. I'm into the ancient of days and his ways. 
That's what I believe makes an old, makes a soul old when you get into the ancient of days and you're you like old fashioned things. That's me. I like old fashioned things. I like good old fashioned wisdom, good old fashioned hard work. You're not going to try to skirt the issues, Jacob, <clears throat> and let God change your name instead of you trying to manipulate your way through life. But you're realizing that this dopamine addiction is not good for you. And you're getting away from things and people that are addicted to it, trying to draw you into it. You become course corrected. And there are a lot of, there are too few people in this day and time, if you want to know the truth. And my friend said this yesterday too. She said, you know, right now there's not a lot of people in the new move yet, but it's picking up steam now. It's picking up steam. Hey there. Good afternoon, buddy. It's good to see you. But it's picking up steam and it's because people know that there is more and the people that are willing to get free and get into the more and they're willing to look at themselves and they're willing to get honest with God and honest with themselves. They're not afraid of allowing God to look into themselves and say, you know what? I don't like this about you. And matter of fact, you're not the only one. You're the elephant in the room. I need you to quit being the elephant in the room. I need to deliver you. And they're not taking it personal. We're just like okay so we're just like yeah take it all god it gets addictive man when god starts setting you free it gets addictive and so god is here in this hour to help you come into the best part of yourself the best part of him the best part of love to help you start operating at deep levels first peter 1 god called us to love one another deeply and so we're seeing now the body Few, a few of us rise up in the body of Christ, able to look at our own heart and mind conditions because we have to. We don't have a choice. But then we have those who do or who try to, and in doing so, it causes them so much pain for all the loss that they've suffered. And now they're having to face it that they go right back to being addicted to dopamine. And the heart that refuses to acknowledge the truth of what's really going on around them. They're going to find themselves lost in the days ahead. If you don't force yourself to course correct. That's the worst news of the day. It gets better from here. It gets better from here. They can't cope with the truth. So they bury themselves in illusions and distractions of the things that allow them to stay in a fantasy. I see this in leaders. I see this in churches and I see this in my family where if, if I talk to people and, and have you ever found yourself like you're dealing with family members in the past, Joseph, where you start hammering them back with the truth of how they've treated you. And they're like, what are you talking about? What, what, what? And they start, they start getting angry like a dog in a corner. And then they start really raising up in that demon on them of Jezebel and Ahab. That's a good way to get that thing to start rearing up on you. When you That's the only way to deal with Jezebel, by the way, is to hammer it with the truth. That's why I'm hammering these leaders with the truth right now. You don't think I'm mean. I'm not mean-spirited. I'm trying to help you get free. Some of you aren't getting your ministries back. I just heard another one yesterday. The Lord told me I'm taking their ministry away from them. What? I was like, what? The one that keeps hammering me in the courts of heaven, as a matter of fact. When the Lord said, touch not mine anointed, he said, touch not mine anointed. He means it. 
He takes great offense when you put your mouth on people. Hmm, that would cause room for pause if I were you. Um, and I had a hard time. I had compassion. And I said, no, Lord, forgive them. They didn't know what they were doing. And then I went outside to take, to go out to take an animal outside that we own. And the Lord said, you don't know what they were conspiring about you. about." I heard it all. He said, so no, everything that you experienced this last month, when it wasn't good, it was a hard month. He said, they caused it through their witchcraft prayer. So no, Missy, I'm taking their ministry away. I thought, oh my gosh. So then I found out that found that out and I thought, well, that's between you and God. It's none of my business. I'm not picking up the offense. I'm not getting involved in other people's business, other ministries business who God is judging. By the way, you leaders don't need to be doing that. When you have leaders calling you, I've had that happen too. Leaders trying to manipulate their way through after they've been judged. And I'm not wishing that on people. It, it grieves me to see this. I did never in a million years dreamed that we would see what we're seeing. But you have to shift if you want to keep going. You hear me? You have to choose to shift, which means you're going to need help in getting there. That's why we're inviting you on the Monday Night Lives. And we're trying to get you connected. We want to help you get there. If You can go fast or you can go slow. Some of you are so independent. You're like, I got this. But you're moving as slow as Christmas. You're moving as slow as Christmas, as father, slow as father time. And that's good. You know, I used to think like that too. And I thought, well, there's a better way to do this. I'm telling you, God will help you move in, in half the time. And if you really get serious, you can move as fast or as slow as you want to go to moving into his heart. We're here to help you get there quickly, to get you into position. Love you enough to do that. Contact us. Cynthia, can you put that contact information up there, please, again? Thank you. But the heart's truly waking up. They're waking up to the condition of their hearts and their souls and the soul of their country. We're beginning to speak truth loudly. We're not, we're not afraid of you. We're not afraid. Thank you so much. And if you don't like it, the Lord said, swipe on. <clears throat> we don't care. As the Lord said, note to self, devil, we win. We win when we stay aligned with authentic love. And by the way, for those of you leaders who have stayed aligned with authentic love, I want to name your names, but that's not really right. <laughs> Go check them out. I'll tell you a few. They've stayed aligned with authenticity. They could care less about what you think. Mark Sharona, John Kilpatrick, Kent Christmas. Go check them out. <laughs> They're awesome. There's a new pastor. Her name is Pastor Kim. Go check her out. You're seeing authenticity rise right now. And it's shattering this spirit of religion. Go check these people out. They don't give a rat's rear what you think. <laughs> And they're leaving it. They're giving me these opportunities because I make the, the religious right cringe. Sometimes I make our own leadership cringe and they're like, oh, Dr. Missy, it's all, it's all good, man. It's all good. That's part of my calling. It's part of our thing. So if you like this, then you're going to fit right in here. You're going to do fine. I can feel some of these other people's hearts sink. <laughs> I can feel them by the spirit. God love you. I love you. I love you. <clears throat> this is part of the calling here. We're here to help you, not harm you. So in true authenticity, you're able to say you're okay with your flaws and you're allowing God to fix them. And you're okay and content with the level of Christ you're at while you learn to follow him into his reality of all truth. <clears throat> and you're okay with what's going on in your world, whether in much or in little, because you've learned that the only person 
you have to count on is Christ. He's your all in all. He's not here to entertain you with dopamine. You're not looking for entertainment. You're just looking to please him. You're looking to please him. And so he's your all in all. And so you're not living in an illusion anymore of what you wanted your life to be like. You're living in all truth of what it currently is now. And you can roll with the punches. You see where God's trying to take you? He's trying to bring you and break you out of this false reality you've created around yourself. And it's through the enemy. And he did it to set you up emotionally so that you'd crash when you woke up to reality, when things started falling apart. God is trying to wake you up to bring you in to keep you safe. Which brings us to our message, believe it or not. <laughs> You're like, really? That's what I said too. Really? <clears throat> Genesis 48, 1 through 49, 33. And it's talking about the next generation departs. The first generation before us departs and changes in the guard, changes in leadership, the hard places. And sometimes, you know, we can't help but see the failures and leaders before us. We all have them. We see them in our family. We see them in our parents. And as hard as we try, we're all having to come to face the cold, hard facts of whether we obey the Lord or not. <clears throat> Pardon me, please. And if you know anything about this, this passage, it was depicting Jacob when he was preparing for his own leadership before him to depart and for the departure of his loved ones. And Jacob was able to praise God. He was in this place of being able to praise God. And he thanked God for those leaders and how they tried to shepherd him to prepare him for where he was about to walk. However, <clears throat> what we're finding today is because so many are stuck in a non-reality or a non-truth. They don't like they don't like it when new leadership challenges that truth, that old truth. They don't like it. So we're having to shatter and stand up against people who demand to stay in a spirit of religion. How many people have found God shaking your tree of people in the past year? I don't want you going over and being in relationship with these people anymore. They can't go where I'm taking you. They refuse to change. How many people have found yourself doing that? I can I can say that this has happened in my own life. Me. So I mean, and you have to choose to go on with the Lord by yourself. Nobody can walk your walk for you. And some of you are leaders who have chosen to pick up offenses for other leaders who God is judging. I'm going to say it here. And God said, I didn't tell you to get involved in my business. <clears throat> You're not God. I didn't tell you to pick up an offense and try to fight for this other person when I've already got them under judgment and you're getting in my way. And now because you're getting in my way, you're being judged. You're losing your ministry. Because you decided to play God in this situation and God did not call you in the middle of the situation. This is what we're seeing all around us. We're learning to keep our mouth off people. We're learning to mind our own business again. We're learning what love really acts like, what love really expects of us. These are some hard facts of love. But we're getting back to the basics of love. We're getting back to God's reality and out of our non-reality. So we're learning that a lot of people are stuck there. And we have a new generation coming onto the scene like Jacob, born for all truth. So there's a clash. There's a clashing starting to happen right now. We've been seeing that all this last year, especially at the latter part of 2022. But we've... If you know anything about our society, we, have, we live in a society who constantly wants us to create a non-truth 
and live with them in their non-reality because they can't cope with God's ways or God's truth. Can you? Can you, as he comes onto the scene through his Josephs, through his Jacobs? I'm going to get into this. This is actually a very interesting topic today because a lot of people feel like Jacob. This is what I'm finding. A lot of you, Joseph, if you know anything about Joseph, Joseph have, was tested and tried in the fire. He went through so many testings to be prepared for leadership, for the new move. And, and then we had the Jacobs, the Jacobs. Jacob wasn't a bad guy. <clears throat> you know what I think about Jacob? Jacob struggled a little at first with God's ways because he knew his birthright. But he also knew that that birthright was given to him by God, not by his own earthly father. And his own father decided to change the order and give it to his brother Esau, which was wrong. It wasn't right. For whatever reason, and the mother heard this, and she was wrong for going against the father because he was head of household, but she knew the order and the way God did things. And so she unfortunately manipulated the situation, which caused a family disturbance, which is happening in today's time. And so the Jacobs have been labeled as bad people or as manipulators, instigators, swindlers, whatever you want to call it. When in reality, it was always meant to, the birthright was always meant to go to the second born. Always. Always. You cannot change God's will. And Jacob, Joseph, excuse me, represents the man of integrity who refuses to live outside of God, outside of truth. So we have a combination being raised up in this hour of the Joseph Jacobs, the Joseph Jacobs, I call them. <clears throat> They're not following suit. They're not willing to manipulate in order to get their way. This is why God's had to wrestle with a few of you over the truth. Because all of your life, thank you, Holy Spirit, all of your life, some of you have had to finagle your way through life. You've had to finagle. I shatter that off, Exodus 32, 19. Thank you, God. Shatter that witchcraft off. But a lot of you have had to finagle your way in order to get your needs met through life. And this is a part of your needs. Your gifts and your callings are your needs. It's a part of your repertoire, your resume, if you will, for your calling in the earth. And you were raised in bloodlines who didn't do things God's way. You were, you've been subjected to people, even in the church, who did not do things God's way. They tried to manipulate to get their own way. And God said, no, it's going to go the way of Yahweh. And so you've learned this mindset of manipulation and control. And God's like, I want to bring you out of it. Jacob had to come out of it. That's why he had to wrestle with the Lord. God had to change his name. He had to learn a different way. And so instead of having a, a clear-cut pathway, not really. Joseph really didn't have a clear-cut pathway, but it was different. He didn't have to manipulate. He was blessed with the blessing. He told his brothers about the blessing. Then they tried to manipulate to get their own ways, which we're seeing in the religious right right now, the spirit of religion, the structure of religion. People trying to encroach upon their brother's land. And God's like, you're not going to have your way. For you. If God said it, it's done. Acts 5.39. So we're learning in this hour, to seek the true king's decree, to see what the father has to say about a situation. What did God say about your situation? Did you inquire of him? What do you have to say about this guy? We're learning about it in prayer. We're learning about it through decrees. We're learning about it in teaching and preaching. We're learning how to seek the king's decree. So these new leaders are being raised up on the scene, and they might not have started off well, but 
we will wind up in all truth with you or without you. God says, I lifted you up for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. That's it. So, you know, the good news about that, James, is that God says, I promise to provide for all of your needs according to my riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Your needs are already provided for. You do not have to provide for yourself. Now, you have to seek the Lord on the desires of your heart. Lord, is this, is this of you? Is this relationship of you? Is this job of you? Um, if it's of you, open the door wide. If not, shut it. You want to be in God's perfect will the whole time. Because believe me, if you're not, I've been out of God's will. Woo, that's a hard one. It's a miserable place to be. Miserable place to be. I've gotten into jobs I never should have been in. All because I needed to satisfy the flesh. <clears throat> and then God told me, good, good. Now I can do what I was going to do with you. And I've been more happy than I've, I've been more fulfilled than I've ever been in my whole life doing this. So this is, it makes me happy. I live for transformation. I'm a deliverance minister. So I love to see you change. And I love to see you blessed. It makes me joyful to see you blessed. Because that means I'm doing my job right. It's not all about me. And I was driving today, not to get off topic, but I was looking at my stuff, the stuff God had given me. This is, it's nothing. Your stuff is nothing. You can't take it with you when you leave. It's, it's just something he gives you to prove his existence, I think, to bless you, to show his majesty around your life while you're in the earth. But the, the richest part of your life will be relationships. How well did you love? How much did you know love? And so God's leaders are coming in, ready or not. Here we come. We're not trying to prove anything to you. I'm trying to get love to some of you. Some of you have never felt love today in your life. Some of you were adopted. Let me speak to your heart. You have father issues. You don't have an identity. So you compete. You don't have to compete for love. God loves you. You don't have to compete in your ministries. Some of you are, are, are some of, one of you is a leader. You were adopted. You do not have to compete. You do not have to prove yourself to other leaders. Try, try to, I'm going to speak bluntly with you. You do not have to kiss A. I'm going to say that. Brown nose. In order to maintain those relationships because of names, those people are under judgment. Only person you have to please is him. Lord says, get out of my business. Get out of my business. And be about love's business. Don't be about judgment's business. That's only for God to do. Psalms 9.4. So, God birthed the true Josephs, the Jacobs, for the fire. If you're an armor bearer for the king, you were born around his throne. The gift of love's on you. Where do you think, what do you think resides around the throne of God? It's where... Only fire dwells. And so we're completely intolerant of those who refuse to do things God's way when all of our lives we've suffered or been owned by the fire, fiery testings. For me, 58 years full of fiery testings. I'm not complaining. I'm telling you my life story. It prepares for this time. We're going to go over too. So we're not going to give you our birthright. I'm sorry. I'm not giving up what God gave to me, Esau. Because those of you trying to take it only want to be entertained by the spirit outside of love. It's an idol that you've created, the need, a fleshly dysfunctional need that you've created. 
It's religion or Jezebel, Leviathan, or whichever idol you've chosen to worship in this hour in your discomfort or lack of being able to find that dopamine fix. That's not my problem. So like Jacob, we're learning who we really are in Israel. Because the stone of Israel, Jesus, he's the cornerstone, the true love of God has been our defense. And we finally hit the tabernacling phase of God's spirit. The true fear of love has you. Have you noticed in the last month, and I'd say the last month, you're starting hopefully feeling the spirit of the Lord come nearer to you as you've chosen, chosen, if I can speak, chosen to get free from some things. So it's never our job to tell God how to do his job. That's what he's trying to define in this hour. He's defining it in prayer. He's defining it in truth and in judgment. He's, he's putting some of you under judgment because you refuse to let him do his job. And if you know anything about Joseph or Jacob, not Joseph's brothers or Jacob's father had the right to assert God's true will in their life nor your family members, nor leaders in the church. And, and you know, I think the best news God gave me was yesterday when he started showing me when something's of God, Missy, when this is the place where God's trying to get the church into. If you're aligning in the line correctly, my prayer is that you are. When God gives you a true word from a true prophet or a prophetess, and it's done from a heart of love, there's no stopping that word. You don't have to manipulate to try to get it to come to pass. God has got us in a trust test. Remember, America? He's trying to get us to believe and take him at his word. It's going to come to pass. So intercessor, front runner, he's trying to get you to believe and to receive the gift of God, the blessing of God. Take him at his word. Take your father at his word. He's good for his word. If it's truly God. Now, if it's you manipulating, trying to decree a thing, decree a thing, decree a thing, forcing your will, God's like, I'm not obligated to, own, to honor that. I didn't speak it. Limitations 3, 30, 70, 38. If God didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. So if it's your unmet needs trying to force your will, God's like, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Sorely disappointed. But when a people group find themselves... In the true will of God, you can move some mountains, man. You can move some mountains rather than the people group who find themselves without a ministry because of disobedience. That's when they find out the truth about their true heart condition. They've tried to play God for far too long, and now God is making a mockery out of them while having his way anyway. Is that you? Let me tell you the good news about you right now, for those of you who are aligned. The month of Asher, <clears throat> this is the month where God's kissing your head. He's giving you double blessings. Are you forcing God to place his hand on the head of another because of your disobedience? The Lord's saying, don't make me move my hand on your head. Obey me. Obey me. Which brings me to Matthew 15, 29 through 16, 12. It talks about the hungry people. And Lord's saying, don't forget the miracles of past seasons. I don't ever want you to forget that. I've given you those as memorial stones. Matter of fact, write them down. 
Write down the memorial stones, the things and the times when God has broken through for you and he's blessed you because that's what's going to give you faith for the future. But also, says the Lord, don't allow your heart to become limited by old wine, old revelation. That's how you get stuck in a spirit of religion. And this is where God was depicting and, and trying to describe the people of Israel and the people that were coming to Jesus actually for the, the miracles. They were coming to him in droves because of his mercies. And they needed something new. They needed something to rejuvenate their faith. But that's not dopamine. He's not there to give you a quick fix. He's trying to expand your faith in this hour. He's trying to expand your trust. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <clears throat> He's trying to expand your fortitude. He's trying to teach you to press past your emotions, to press past your Fivefold giftings, believe it or not, yes. I was blown away by that yesterday too. He's trying to teach us not to rely on self, on our gifts, only on him. If he gives you his word, you can take it to the bank. It's going to come to pass. It's a trust test. Do you trust me, says the Lord? I'm good for my word. I'm trying to get you past you. If you can get past you, you're getting past the finish line. But you know, it's amazing to me how people will believe a weather report and not God's word. It, it just blows me away sometimes how people are like that. But this is also caused by deception. It's caused by that dopamine fix by religious spirits, which is why we have to guard our authenticity. And in guarding our authenticity, we're guarding our truth and the Lord within us. We're guarding that word. We're guarding that blessing. And, and I, you know, I have to honestly say to you, because I do understand when the shifts happen and it's hard to recognize a new move. It's hard to recognize the shift. And I think it's actually taken a while for this one to be recognized within Ezekiel's will. And we're just part of, we're just one facet, a small facet of it. There are many other facets that are lifting up and being raised up on the scene of this hour. Um, the Ron Horners, the part of the John Kilpatrick's as well, he's a part of it. I believe the Daniel Duvall's, uh, the Chris Carter's, Ezekiel's will. And, and I don't believe, this is me saying this, but I really believe that God is raising up multiple people, multiple ministries to help the people groups that want to come in, that want to get cleaned up. It's not just a competition. It's definitely not a competition. And it's not territorial because God's making a way where there is no way to get people to Yahweh. And so this mindset of some of these leaders that I'm seeing, like you're encroaching upon, you know, you're getting out of your lane, you're doing this. No, actually, God is trying to raise people up because of lack of obedience in prior seasons. He's trying to make a way to get his people to his heart. And people are getting in the way with their structures of religion and their demand to do it their way instead of his way. And they're no more have anything to do with love than the man on the moon. It's undealt with heart issues. So God is freeing people. He's bringing in people with a gift of love who are free, who have been free. They're not, they're, we were born free, actually. We have still have bloodline things we have to deal with, but... I'm not stuck by religion. I don't, I don't even know what that's like. Thank God. I know what it's tried to encroach upon my life. But we've got a lot of hungry people out there. 
And so it's understandable how we misunderstand the times, but not God. It's why when the shift happens, we have to stay alert, even when it doesn't feel like anything's happening or things are happening, but you're moving with the shift. You know something's of God. You know you're in the right stream, and you jump in headfirst. But you're not attentive. False doctrine will be sent in through the enemy, the religious spirits, to keep from being able to recognize God's move in that shift. And you recognize yeast, and you recognize leaven, do you recognize somebody who doesn't allow you to be authentic, authentic is what I'm trying to say. And when people try to put those stipulations on me, I let God shake my tree of them. Shake my tree, God. I don't need that in my life. I want to be around true, authentic people, people who really know who you are and know how to love. And they're not here to try to force me into a box. And matter of fact, they're not here to try to force you into a box. So it it allows us to align and shift. And so Jesus called the deception, again, yeast, which grows subtly. It appears silently, but it's the wise, hard discernment that knows something's off in a house like that. And just like when the Levitical priest of Israel began misaligning Israel, pardon me, those are just, they let yeast get into their house. They let yeast get into their hearts, into their minds. They had tried to appease man instead of appeasing God. And it's the true hearts of love in this hour that are speaking loudest against wrong doctrine, calling out hearts of leadership that are misaligned. I'm hearing this from prophets now. I'm, I'm seeing this on different podcasts. People are being called out. <clears throat> They're like, no, that's not God. That's not God. That's not God's ways. The first clue that you find that you're misaligned, the Lord said, tell them how to figure out when they're misaligned, that you lose firepower in prayer. You lose firepower in the courts. And the Lord says, and then they get into the flesh and they start competing again. And there are many, many ways, again, that God uses to bless his people, to bring his people to him. The Lord says, this is not the hour to try to get in my way. So it's kind of contradictive, the Lord says, when we don't understand the difference between religion versus authenticity. <clears throat> and what's the difference, the Lord said, as we wrap this up today? What's the difference is that religion tells us we can't have flaws. That we, if we do, we're weak, we're messed up, we're not holy, which is such a lie. Where authenticity tells us your unrighteousness is covered by God's breastplate of righteousness. So God has truly covered you in love, and he loves you despite yourselves because you've stepped out of the flesh and into a spirit. He knows where you're at healing-wise, so you can rest. So you can read the signs of the times, and you know what God is saying in the shift, and you're not willing to settle for anything less than God's best. You're not willing to take somebody's false structure and allow them to be your God. And that, don't get me wrong when I say that. Let me clarify something really quickly. If you're in the fivefold giftings, there is order in the house of God. There has to be order, apostle, prophet, preacher, teacher, evangelist. So there's going to be order. There's going to be a sense of order and honor. Let me stress honor. Where you honor the man or woman of God and you're trusting the Lord on their life. You're not trying to force your own way. 
trying to tell them how to run the house, trying to tell them what to do. There's order. But when there's yeast, there's no order. It's every man for himself. It's about I, me, my, mine attitude. Look at me, look at me, look at me. And it creates days of trouble. Which brings me to my next psalm, which is Psalms 20, verses 1 through 9. It's called the day of trouble. Where David was going out to battle and he and his people were gathering to pray. Because they had learned that only through the true king's decree or finding out what God had to say about a matter. That's the only thing that would keep them safe. Which is true of us in today's times. Are you asking God about what he has to say? In any situation, Lord saying in any situation from this day forth, God's demanding that we inquire of him to see what he truly has to say about those around him, about our situations, our destinies. And he's already given us promised fulfillment of our needs, so you don't have to worry about those. But he wants to be included in all things. And in this hour, he's saying to all leaders, stop picking up offenses and trying to fight battles for other leaders that you were never called to. Stop interacting or getting involved in situations I did not call you to. Because there will be many coming into judgment in this hour. And when you pick up the sword for those being judged, you yourself will become judged. So God's making it clear. We were never to get involved in his decision making. With leaders in the church or with other leaders, if you're leader to leader. Not in destiny for others, nor through prayer. God is God, and we are not. So a wise heart inquires of the Lord. An arrogant, fleshly heart does not. And we're not our own, as we wrap this up. Therefore, we owe the Lord the right to speak into every area of our life. When, and when we don't, what you're basically doing is you're putting Jesus' death on the cross for you in vain. Which is very, very offensive to a father who lost it all for you. It's very offensive. As we wrap up today, we're going to wrap up with Proverbs 4, 20 through 27, where the Lord states, My son, attend to my words, and incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Their life unto those that find them in health, all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, and for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Look thine eyes, look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee, meaning keep your eyes on the cross. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy fit from evil. I'm encouraged. I hope you're encouraged. When I know what's going on, when I understand where I'm at, I'm good to go. And hopefully you're you're continuing to track with us as God's moving us throughout 2023. There's a whole lot more God wants to do. Again, my heart is to see every one of you free. And I know Ezekiel's will has not opened. We just opened our doors this year to the public. If you're needing a home, uh, continue uh, or consider um Checking us out on YouTube, join our Monday Night Lives, or becoming a member. We want to get you free. We want to get you free. If you're becoming a member, you're going to enter into extensive deliverance, okay? We'd like for you to attend a few Monday Night Lives before you do that. 
give you a kind of a taste of who we are, what we do. We have several instructors here to instruct you. We've got about five of us. I'm going to be doing a few Monday Night Lives as well. We'll be alternating different uh, positions out. So we give you different flavor for the Monday Night Lives twice a month. But after that, after you feel like, I, I want to invite you to do that probably for about three months. And if you feel like that's a good fit, then consider being a member. Because we want to see you free this year. You have to get free, cleaned up, and it'll happen very quickly if you're on board where you start moving into destiny. And you'll be busier than you've ever been. Trust me. In this ministry, you're so busy. And it's a good kind of busy because then you stay in the know about what's going on. You're getting free, which becomes addictive, and you're starting to break through into blessing. Every single person on this team has had tremendous breakthrough. Tremendous breakthrough. And I mean that humbly. It's him. It's God doing it, not us. But it's fun to see the transformation process. And it's fun to get your life back. <laughs> So with that, I'm going to leave you with that. We love you guys. Have a great night. I'm looking forward to talking with you on Friday. But until we talk again, you guys have a great evening and I'll see you. Bye-bye.